now from the new Wingstop located at 5001 O Street. Hey, sports fans. Rico here with HIS Auto Care 70th and Van Dorn. Carfax recently awarded us as a top-rated auto service center for 2020, and Lincoln Choice Awards voted us as the 2021 top independent auto repair center. Call us at 402-488-8934 for superior service bumper-to-bumper. Mention this ad and get 7% off. (laughs) Doesn't get any better than that. Rico for his auto care, 70th and Van Dorn. God bless you. Today on Hey Culligan, why does your team stink? Here's Coach Waters. Hey Culligan. Yeah, my team stinks. Ooh, harsh. No, no, no. I mean they stink. They won't hit the showers because it makes their skin all dry and itchy. Coach, it sounds like your guys have been hit hard by hard water. You kidding me? Hard water? Yep, so let's call an audible in the form of one Culligan Smart High Efficiency Water Softener to get the smooth back in their skin and the stink out of your team. Okay, Culligan, I'm putting you in. Coach, we're already on the way. Go to ColliganLincoln.com and schedule your free water test today. At first, I was really nervous and intimidated to buy a ring. I wasn't sure what I was getting into. My experience at Sarder Heyman was very easy. I felt like I walked out of Sarder Heyman with the ring that was going to make her go wow and say yes. I love my ring. It is so beautiful. I absolutely love my ring. I get compliments on it all the time. I always tell them Sarder Heyman. Yeah, we would definitely recommend Sarder Heyman. Yeah, it was great. We're definitely, definitely coming, coming back. back. <laughs> Sarder Heyman Jewelers, Lincoln and Grand Island, SarderHeyman.com. Casey's General Store is giving you the chance at winning two free tickets to a Nebraska home basketball game this season. Stop by any Casey's location in Lincoln throughout basketball season. Enter your name into the registration box and you'll have a chance to win two tickets to an upcoming Nebraska basketball game. Every drawing will occur at least 24 hours before the game that has its selected winner. So make sure to get to any Casey's in Lincoln today for your chance at two free tickets for Nebraska men's basketball games. This is Lincoln's home for sports talk on the FM dial. Also online at theticketfm.com. On the internet. KNTK FM Firth. 93.7 The Ticket. Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln. Coming at you live from the Copples Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here's your host. Jake Bakoven. Happy Tuesday to everybody out there. This is the Ticket Water Cooler brought to you by Colican Water. Have you been curious what's in your water at home? Does it taste or smell funny? Call Colican and they'll come check it out. Call today at 402-251-2309 or go online to ColiganLincoln.com. I'm Jake Bauckham and he's Nate Brennan. We are here for the Ticket Water Cooler once again. Uh, plenty to talk about and, and a great victory last night for Nebraska. Women's hoops getting over uh, over the top and, and beating Indiana uh, by a wide margin, not just a, a close victory. Uh, so now two top 10 victories on the season uh, for Amy Williams and the Huskers. And so we just wanted to start the show by giving them some props and, and saying it's, a, it's nice. It's, it's nice to, to get that big of a victory. That's the monumental-type victory, along with the, the one they had over Michigan earlier in the season, um, that, that they're going to need. And, and certainly last year, you know, they could play up to teams. Um, they looked like they were headed to the tournament. I know they were, they were already on that path before last night. But, I mean, that pretty much stamps it. They're, they're heading to the tournament and – 
they're a team that nobody's going to want to see in the tournament if they can punch up like that. So uh, just once again, congratulations to, to the women on getting the big victory. And in uh, a way we go. I mean, it's, it's, it, once yeah. you get those type of victories it's, and, and, you know, kind of prove it, that's kind of the prove it type of shot, right? Um, then you know you've, you've got something there, and they're going to be a dangerous team um, come tournament time, whether it's Big Ten tournament or NCAA tournament. Yeah, I, I want to air a little bit of my grievances to start out, though. Uh, I'm, I'm going to read everyone a, a, a statistic, or I guess it would be a few statistics because it's got a few teams linked to it. So teams with at least two wins over those currently in the women's AP Top Ten. South Carolina, the number one ranked team in the country, they have three. There are seven teams that have two wins over eight AP top 10 teams. Uh, this is, again, women's uh, college basketball. Stanford ranked second. Louisville ranked third. NC State ranked fourth. Michigan ranked ninth, who, like you mentioned, the Huskers beat earlier this season. Texas ranked 14th. Oklahoma ranked 15th. Then in come the Huskers. Receiving votes only one. <laughs> receiving vote. Receiving vote. <laughs> the average margin of victory for those wins, number one. The team that receives vote, not votes, yeah. the Huskers, average margin victory, 19 points. So I don't know what the committee is thinking. I don't know if the committee that ranks the women is the same one that ranks the men. So I understand why they would leave the Husker men's out. I'm, I'm okay. I, I've, I accept <laughs> those. I understand that. I accept those circumstances. The men's team probably shouldn't be ranked. The fact that the women's team is receiving one vote is blasphemous. Absolute blast. I'm going to take a book out of Stephen A. Smith. It's blasphemous. <laughs> right. Blasphemous. I don't know what other word to describe this. And I don't know if they're going to rank him this upcoming week. I mean, again, they're receiving one vote. So I, I, I apologize. I kind of steered this to a little bit of a negative. Well, it was a great win. <laughs> yeah, we're supposed it was, to be celebrating. It was a, no, right? And I am celebrating. <laughs> and that's why I'm so, so upset about the situation because I feel like all season – Especially when they started, what, 11-0, 12-0? I I don't know what the exact record was. I mean, they weren't receiving votes then. They haven't been ranked this entire season. And I I think it's getting ridiculous. I think that they should be ranked after this. I don't think they will. I don't know what the committee's been smoking up until this point. But I I just had to air that out a little bit because that's just frustrating, especially when you look at the margin victory. And I know they're only 8-6 and in the Big Ten, whatever have you. But when you look at the other teams that have beat AP top 10 teams – Nebraska's right there, so I don't know. We'll we'll see. When do the rankings come out next? Uh, every Monday. Every Monday. So yeah. I guess we'll see after next Monday. Yeah, that'll be a big one. Of course, they have a few games before then, because so they can always change things. I think that that's what hurt them last time. Um, they beat Michigan on a, on a Tuesday, ended up losing to Iowa on the on Sunday, and then by the time the voting. Uh, committee came out there and said, ah, well, that, that wasn't enough to get you. And I thought it should have been, um, but they, would, they wouldn't have stayed for long because uh, then they lost the next two games at Indiana and at Iowa. Like you mentioned, their conference record uh, took a bit of a dip there. They lost four out of five um, or, you know, in, in the midst of that Michigan win. That was the one win in those five games. So it, it's kind of interesting. But um, now, I mean, they, and they lost two to start February um, other than, yeah, I guess, I guess they won two to start February, then lost to February 6th and February 10th against Maryland and Ohio State two ranked teams no shame in that um but bouncing back and get this indiana win it was kind of like their last big chance um 
other than the Big Ten tournament, which, you know, they might run into somebody there. Right. But this was their last huge chance to put on um, something huge on the resume. And they took advantage of it, and, and, not, and not just barely. I mean, they went 72 um, to 55 uh, and, and, and just looked like the better yeah. team all night. So um, congratulations to them for what it's worth. Their, their final four games now. Um, hopefully they can close out, you know, and, and be 12 and 6 or, you know, 11 and 7 right. right there because they've already beaten Penn State. They've already beaten Minnesota. They've already beaten Wisconsin. And their next three opponents, and then they have Northwestern, who's kind of a, a you know a middle of the pack, bottom tier Big Ten team there. So um, they certainly have some winnable games left there, two road games, two home games as they finish this out. Hopefully, this momentum can carry over, and the Huskers finally do get that respect to finish in the top twenty-five or get in the top twenty-five. And I think that they they have a pretty good chance of finishing there as well. So absolutely, once again, congratulations to the Huskers on their seventy-two to fifty-five victory, uh, making everybody proud, and hopefully a, a few. More more people will show up to Pinnacle Bank Arena uh, yeah. on, on the 20th, actually, on Sunday uh, for Minnesota. Uh, Nebraska men's basketball not making everybody quite as proud. Um, I'm still, you know, I'm still proud of the team. Any, any team that puts on the scarlet and cream and goes out there and, and battles. But, unfortunately, not getting it done this year in the wins column. 7-18. Dropped to one and thirteen, which uh, no matter what way you try to spin it, that's pretty bad not in, good. in the Big Ten. And it's, it's kind of interesting because up until now, I, I think that, uh, you know, up until the Iowa game, in, in my mind, it was kind of this whole idea of, man, I, I just don't know what they do with this buyout. They've been losing to all these good teams and, and, and they just can't get a win and it's frustrating. Um, but here, here's the here's the relief. At least they can play some of these bottom tier ten, Big Ten teams and maybe the record will shake out a little bit better and certainly not go winless. They did achieve one of those goals, right? They're not winless. They did beat Minnesota. They did. Um, but the other two games against the bottom tier of the Big Ten has not gone well, as we know. The Northwestern lost 87-63. to Northwestern was hitting from, you know, everywhere around the perimeter. And then, of course, the Iowa loss on Super Bowl Sunday, 90-75, to uh, 98-75. And it looked a lot closer than that. And, and, and maybe thank, thank uh, Fran McCaffrey for calling off the dogs. They took a turnover instead of going for 100 there right, at Harvard Hawkeye Arena. We'll take uh, it. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Held them under 100. That's that's one of Positivity. the goals. Positivity. That's one of the goals. Glass half full. I, I, I think the discussion is is turning, though. I think it is starting to um, starting to change. We talked to Steve Sipple, the Lincoln Journal star, in an early break the other day. Um, you know, he, he generally is pretty well connected, and he's, he's starting to think um, that perhaps – Nebraska, we, we've been saying can't afford the buyout. He's starting to think maybe they can't afford not to make a move, perhaps. I mean, if it stays this ugly down the stretch, um, because they're going to need some sort of momentum to sell tickets, some sort of belief, some sort of sale in the offseason uh, to get anybody up for next season and to believe this is heading in the right direction. Um, again, I, I hate have these doom and gloom conversations because I know all those uh, guys on the team are good guys. And, and I guess I don't know that personally, but I have nothing to indicate. Otherwise they, they, you know, we've met a few of them there. They are great guys. The ones that we meet in person uh, and you know, they've, they've been trying every, every which way to get a victory. Unfortunately in this business, it, you know, it doesn't come down to, to effort and, and, and it doesn't come down to, you know, it's kind of like that, I always kind of think back to when you when you maybe go from oh I don't know what grade it is maybe fourth to fifth grade whatever it is it's like all right guys now not everybody plays <laughs> everybody's like what <laughs> like now right. we're actually the, the better kids yeah. will play now right. the better kids will play we're gonna cut some of you and and we're just gonna try to win now instead of just have everybody right. uh, play along and have fun 
Uh, and of course, that's in, in none of these none of these guys need that explained, and they know the position they're in. Um, but it, it is interesting. I, I thought that was that was interesting because it kind of uh, it, it kind of caught my ear that Sib said that. And in I I start to think you know it, it's it, it's been looking you know aiming in that direction all along. You you said that perhaps. One in nineteen can do it better than zero and twenty. Yeah. Have you changed uh, changed your idea on that after the Iowa loss? Or you still think one in nineteen might get it done for Hoiberg? I still think one in nineteen, Buck. I just <laughs> again, I I try and look at this as rationally as I possibly can because, as you guys know, if you're listening, I'm not a Nebraska alumni. I'm I'm a bit newer of a Nebraska fan, so I try and look at this as unbiased as I possibly can. Nebraska is a football school. If if this was the situation with the football program, which it got dangerously close last season to being that bad. I mean, they did have the win against Northwestern at home, which was a blowout. I think if that game was reversed, we would be having a different discussion right now. Yeah. If if we're talking about the football program, we're having a different discussion. This is Nebraska basketball. We have to think about this with a glass half full mentality, whether you like it or not. You were able to bring in Fred Hoiberg who by all indications up until whenever he was hired in 2018, whatever it was, he was one of the best coaches on the market. And you were somehow able to convince a coach that took Iowa State to the Sweet 16 to come to Lincoln, Nebraska. Has it worked up until this point? No. Are fans getting frustrated? Yes. But at the end of the day, you're stuck in a situation where you have to pay this coach, this former elite basketball coach on the college basketball level, $18.5 $18.5 million for a team that's never won a tournament game. I just don't I, I just don't see any way that they can possibly get rid of him for that amount of money. Again, if the money is there, which we've talked to Sip, which he said that the money presumably would be there if they do move on, okay, maybe. But why are you going to fork out $18.5 million to keep fans that, by all indications, a new coach isn't going to – Bring the fans back because you're probably going to lose your recruiting class because I'm assuming a lot of their recruiting class had, yeah. up until this point is there for Hoiberg. So you're going to lose your recruits. You're presumably going to lose McGowan's to the NBA. So where do you go from there? How is a new coach possibly going to bring fans back that have already sold out? I mean, I just I don't understand why you would pay $18.5 million. I just genuinely cannot convince myself that that's a smart move. I just can't do it. I well, can't. And a lot of it just kind of goes to the business behind it, right? I mean, could you convince Hoiberg to come back for a significantly less amount um, for the buyout, which is the bigger deal? Um, maybe that factors into the equation. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you why. It's hope. I, I think that there are a lot of Husker fans, and, and, and we've talked about this plenty. Husker fans don't need much. Just they don't. a little bit of hope, they don't. and they will pack Pinnacle Bank Arena, uh, and 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 so I think that that's possibly part of it. You know, um, Minnesota's a team this year. I know that's the team that Nebraska beat, right? But just had to clear out basically everyone. Everybody left uh, once their head coach uh, left, and so they're just kind of piecing together a team, which is what Hoiberg did his first year at Nebraska. He did, and would pres- presumably, like you're saying, would happen if they did move on from Hoiberg after this season. Minnesota's three and ten. One of those losses coming to this Nebraska team, right? <laughs> but they're three and ten. That's a that's a that's a, you know that's and that might be it. I, I think another thing that Husker fans would say is bring in a guy that uh, if you if you find a guy that 
it, it might not be the sexiest. Nebraska, part of the reason you're excited about Hoiberg is it was sexy. It was the it's, sexy hire. It's not just the hire. The, 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 the product on the court is going to be a lot of shots, a lot of athleticism, right. a lot of points. Running gun. You know, lots yeah. of fun. Yeah. Uh, NBA style. Attract the right guys, right? Um, I think Nebraska has learned throughout this, and, 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 and that's not why they hired him. Obviously, part of it, too, is just the name and the fact that, you know, right. like we've been talking about where he stands in basketball circles. Um, but I think Nebraska fans at this point would like a lot more to have a defensive-minded team with hustle uh, and that can grind it out and, you know, uh, but that's that's what Nebraska basketball fans are used to, and that's what they kind of connect to is, okay, it's Nebraska basketball. It's not the best program in the nation. Um, but and they, it's not going to be. I think, no. that's the pro- I think that's the problem is that these expectations, they're not high, but they're still expectations that are there. I mean, at the end of the day, do we really think that Nebraska, just by getting in a new coach, dropping $18.5 million, blowing up the recruiting class, and losing Bryce McGowan's, is going to be a quick fix? It's not. It's not. And you're not going to get a coach with the cachet of Fred Hoiberg. You're just not. You're going to, probably going to get a group of five guy that's on a discount because you just dropped $18.5 million to dump Hoiberg, and then where do you go from there? And then wh- and when does it stop becoming a revolving door? When you like, land the guy, though, that's what I, how I, long I, does it take to land that guy? Right, it does take a while, right? I mean, they, they exactly they had Tim Miles for a little bit. I mean, I think a lot of people would be okay with another cycle of a Tim Miles, uh, which isn't ultimately what yeah. you want, but it's at least it's you know something. seven years yeah. of something and hope and feeling that it's getting you know at least going here and then kind of dealing with the the shortcomings up until the point where you decide that it's that's not it's not worth it. This the, this product. As Sip said the other day, he's been watching for 35 years. This is as bad as it's ever looked. It's bad. It's it, it's it, and there's no way to around yeah. it. It's bad. So that's I mean that's where it's at. I I think that a lot of it just comes down to and and we'll get to you guys off the Hunt of Lincoln Hotline. Sorry to him in text line four two four six four five six eight five. I'll get to those before my thought here. Jory says hiring and firing in football or in basketball will never lead to any long term success. Bottom line is we have two coaches that desperately want to stay here for a long time. Right out the tough times as hard as it may be, and we will be rewarded. Um, that's. That is a faithful jury there um, it, because it's it, It's not just bad times. It's not tough times. It, it is uh, at times unwatchable. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't feel like it can get much worse. Ray says Albert should do what he did with Frost, identify weaknesses, adjust salary, demand assistant coaching changes, bring in someone who will emphasize defense and rebounding. I think that's that's certainly at the very least what's going to happen is definitely almost clear the bench, unfortunately, for those mm-hmm. the guys that are there right now um, um, because it, it, it's, it's the same thing with Frost. <laughs> you need other scapegoats right. if it's not going to be the head guy. Um, Tall and Bald says, don't you think that you will get even less fan support if you retain the current staff? Uh, you're correct, though. A new coach, no matter what, will will earn a we will see approach, right. and, and that and that's where it will have to be. But I think that he does it on the on the right thing. There is that I I, I think that season ticket sales, just as far as interest and belief that Nebraska is going anywhere with Hoiberg, it's go, it's going to be a tough sell. And I I've, I've, I've heard it from a lot of season ticket holders off the text line. But what coach does it take? To then renew that faith. Anything, anything. Anything? Anything? I mean, I just I just don't know. Change like, is hope. That's that's where it is. I mean, like, it is, but at the same time, I don't know. It just, I, again, if the buyout was less, we wouldn't even be having this discussion, let's right. be honest. Yeah. yeah but you've, you've put yourself in the situation that no, whether you like it or not, you're either going to have to restructure the contract and keep him, or you're going to have to pay $18.5 million to get him out. 
But it's not your eighteen and a half million dollars. It's not my eighteen and a half million dollars. They have a hundred fifty million dollar addition going down to Memorial. But Stadium. again, but that's the thing is, don't you want to save it for football? If I owned it, I mean, it just that's a lot of money. I mean, I don't know if it's a new dining hall for the athletes. I don't know if it's a nutrition center. I don't know what that $18.5 million gets you, but that's a lot of money. And no matter which way you look at it, that's a lot of money to put into the football program, to put into the baseball program. I know we've talked about how Will Bolt is looking for new facilities, looking for some kind of help within the baseball program. If they make the tournament again this year, say they make a run into Omaha, how can you say that we're going to take $18.5 million, dump it into the basketball program that's been unsuccessful for four seasons, and not give it to a baseball program that almost beat Arkansas last season, the number one seed in the entire tournament, and by all indications this year, Will Bolt says he wants to host a region. Well, absolutely, but this, this, you know, and Trev Alberts has talked about this. He wants to be in there for the Governor's Cup, the athletic director, uh, athletic department championship. Right. Um, so part of it there is maybe the, the the teams that do have success. Yes, you keep building, but those are they're, those are up and running. They're out there, you know, they're on the move. You expect good things out of them. You, if you want to be in any sort of chance um, to be one of the best athletic departments in the country, you've got to get something out of your basketball program whatsoever. You're not wrong. And the basketball program, again, it, it at times has looked, you know, in the past when Nebraska was a dominant football school, you know, going up in, into right. the 90s and stuff. Nebraska was the football school, and then basketball could was just kind of like there, right? It was just kind of the other part right. of the athletic department. Recently, with the Pinnacle Bank Arena, the, the, the facilities they have over at the, at the Bob Devaney, um, you know, they, they've – They've put a lot of money into it. It's no longer they have. just they another have. another um, part of the athletic department. It's a it's a big piece, and they need to see results out of it. In in Nebraska again, Nebraska fans more than anybody, Nebraska basketball fans deserve to finally get that <laughs> carrot that they've been chasing yeah, yeah. all of their lives, regardless wrong. of what time you were born. You've been chasing the <laughs> carrot if you're a Nebraska basketball yeah. fan, and you haven't gotten to it. Um, so I I, I think. Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not absolutely here to say that it, it's done and, and Fred Hoiberg should be gone. I think there's still a possibility that near the end they they catch something and, and make it look as though there's any sort of heartbeat in the program. Um, but like you said, it, it's hardly even a discussion without the buyout. And and I don't exactly. think that you should be. I, I don't want to be like forced into a corner by money. And and maybe it is. I you, again, you would, without knowing the budget, without knowing the overall goals of the athletic department, right. we we can't make this decision or tell them what to do with their money. But it just that is a bad position, and it almost looked like they did it with football. Um, and that would be telling me a major difference, though, is that if like that there is belief in Frost, and and almost it would it almost be- make me believe that there is. More belief in Frost, well, right? I mean, it's not just the athletic right. department's scared of losing all their money. They're, if they throw out the money on the basketball program, then it's like, okay, well, they actually believe in Frost because they could have afforded to, uh, to cut Well, it. that was a bit bigger discussion, though, because I, I think, by all indications, it looked like Scott Frost wanted to stay in Lincoln. I mean, it's his alma mater. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's a former champion. I, he took a pay cut this past season to be able to build up this, his assistants, build up the coaching staff. Does Fred Hoiberg want to do that? Do, are we sitting here in a few weeks when the season's over and Fred Hoiberg's taking a pay cut to stay in Lincoln, Nebraska? I don't know. Or is he saying, no, yeah. if you really want me out, you're going to have to fork over this $18.5 million. I don't know how badly he wants to stay here, and I don't know if anyone knows. I mean, we have people asking him why he deserves to be here at this point. I mean, right. do you, I mean, how badly do you want to stay for a fan base and, and, and people asking him those type of questions? I don't know. 
But that's obviously a discussion that Trevor Auerbach is going to have to have with him. Say, do you want to stay here? And if you do, you're going to have to take a pay cut. And that might be the discussion that he has. I don't know. I just I keep looking at this $18.5 million, and I just don't think it's a smart idea to do that for a basketball program that has been unlucky, inconsistent in the past. I just... I just don't see it. I just can't. I, I can't I just, bring myself to say pay this eighteen half million. If I'm Trev Alberts, I don't look at the basketball program. I mean, to, to a certain degree, you have to acknowledge that you're not Kentucky, right? But absolutely. But you also don't blame. You know, don't pile on the losses in the '80s to this team. I wouldn't go back as far as like, this. Fran, this team has never been any good. We don't. We. we it's just there's a curse here. Because that's silly, right? Right, and then that's not what I'm saying. So ultimately, but... you've got great facilities. You're competing with the Big Ten, you know, among the best there. Pinnacle Bank Arena looks like an NBA arena. It does. It's fantastic. It's, it's amazing. Uh, compared to a lot of these college arenas that are still out there. Um, and and not, not that I, I also love the college arena feel. That's pretty cool. I like old, old Bob Devaney Sports right. Center and those things, too. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, yeah. it's a cool place to, to be able to recruit to. Um, so it, it, I, I just I – I wouldn't – Tim Miles even said this, and I can't remember how he paraphrased – or said it, so I'll paraphrase a little bit. But, you know, it was basically like, don't put all that on me. Don't put your history – like, I just got here. <laughs> this is my second year. Don't tell me, right. you know, pile all that onto me. And that's how Trev Alberts, I think, has to look at it is to evaluate it and try to get in, in – and, and maybe look at it as if you're Missouri basketball. All right, Missouri's had some success, yeah. so they don't believe that they absolutely cannot no matter what they do. So um, they, they'll go up and down. People saying, you know, to me, I, I've always disagreed with this. Uh, Jason says, you hit the nail on the head. Nebraska basketball will never get better if we keep canning coaches every three to five years. Constant instability is a program, is a huge turnover for good athletes. Fans were calling for Tom Osborne's head in the early years as well. We ended up bringing three more national titles. We need to give Fred at least two to three more years. Jason, I don't know how many fans out there want two to three more years of Fred. But <laughs> you, we'll give another you year. You are yeah. a small percentage um, <laughs> there. But, you know, I, I just don't think it's fair to go back and, uh, you know, it, and obviously the comparison to Tom Osborne, it, I, I get it in the context of right. patience, but I mean that's it's so a far like Tom Osborne for one inherited a great program, but was winning nine games every year. We as we know more than that. Right. Um, this team is one in thirteen right now in the Big Ten and coming off two blowout losses in the last three. Um, and it's 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 not just like lately. It's it's been bad the first two years. It's been bad all season. Right. Um. So it the comparison's not much there. And I I I go with the different approach. Um. If if you like. Coaches, it's hard to find a good coach, right? You can find a lot it's of very difficult. Coach. It's very difficult to find a good coach. I think you take your swings, and I think that I think if you want to land, uh, you know, the next up and comer, you can't can't be sticking with, uh, you know, the the latest guy that that can't get it done. You know, I, I as long as it doesn't. Uh, and their different athletic departments have different budgets and different issues. As long as it doesn't right. paralyze your athletic department, I keep taking swings. Uh, that's how you find <sighs> just, a great coach. I don't know. I mean, there's there's something to be said about that instability point, though, right? I mean, you have to look at the recruiting class that's coming in. I think they're what sixth in the Big Ten, seventh maybe. Mm-hmm. You're a team that's one in thirteen, like you said, and somehow, some way, you have the seventh best recruiting class in the Big Ten. By all by all indications, your record should and say one that of the you best should in have, program history. And you should you should be looking at this team and saying, okay, we're going to assume they have the worst recruiting class in the Big Ten next season. That's not the case. But if you lose Fred Hoiberg and you fire him, that very well could be the case. So again, I don't think this recruiting class is the end all be all. I don't think they're going to be the recruiting class that turns around Nebraska. I mean, I don't know who knows. But I just don't. I don't know, Bach. 
it, it's a tough sell. And I and you're trying to sell me on it, and I understand what you're saying. I really do. I just can't bring myself to say that paying $18.5 million is a good idea. Well, I can't bring myself to I think to it's say also it. fascinating. I mean, if you were, if you told me, all right, um, we'll bring back Hoiberg. Like, I would trade this. Okay, we'll, we'll bring back Hoiberg, but it also Bryce McGowan's is coming back. I said, okay, I'll do that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're having a I'd love discussion. to see sophomore Bryce McGowan's. I think part of the discussion is just believing that he's probably going to head I'm off assuming, and get drafted. Yeah, I would assume he goes to the NBA. But we're not sure about that. We'll see how it all kind of all plays out. We do have Brian Munson of Husker Online around the corner, so don't go anywhere. We'll talk Husker football and basketball with him. That's coming up next here on the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Colgan Water. Southeast Community College is training tomorrow's workforce today with our nearly 60 career and technical programs. We are doing our part to help employers fill vacancies during this current labor shortage, graduating students with skill sets employers are seeking. We're also helping to upskill the workforce by adding short-term credentials like certificates in many programs so that employees can get retraining quickly. Learn more about upskilling with SCC at southeast.edu academics. SCC, your path to possible. Working at Continental in Lincoln isn't a job, it's a career. And right now they've raised wages again and they're hiring for production operators at $2,207 per hour and other select jobs starting at $2,377 per hour with wages growing up to $2,971 per hour. Continental also has salary jobs available and great benefits, plus medical and prescription costs at very low premiums. Dental, vision, and life insurance are offered at no premium cost to the associates. To learn more or to apply, go to continental-jobs.com with keyword Lincoln. Come work at Continental today. We all make choices about alcohol. Kids make choices whether to drink or not. Bye, Dad. Remember, I'm going to Alex's party tonight and sleeping over. Hey, Em, remind me about that party again. And adults make choices whether to talk about it. That's true of parents and every other trusted adult in a kid's life. Kids want to know our expectations, and they want honest answers in everyday conversations. So talk with your kids and help lead them on a positive path. Sponsored by DHHS and aired in cooperation with the Nebraska Broadcasters Association and this station. Hey, ticket listeners, it's Cristiano Simonetta, the voice of the Lincoln Stars. Join head coach Rocky Russo and I for Outside the Box every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. talking stars, hockey, and more. Outside the Box every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. Early break with Sip and Jake. Pleased and honored to be joined by Nebraska volleyball coach John Cook. If Trev wasn't interested, I would have done it in a heartbeat because I just felt like Nebraska athletics. We were at a, at a at the edge of the cliff. You know, we had to do something, get somebody in here to build this athletic department back up. I thank my thank my lucky stars every day that Trev's our, our guy now. Early break with Sip and Jake from six to eight every weekday morning on 93.7 The Ticket. 93.7 The Ticket. Fox KFXL Weather. Sponsored by Security First Bank. A relationship you can count on. Windy but warm here for our Tuesday. We'll see south winds gusting over 35 at times, but pushing an afternoon high up to 64. Heading into tonight, partly cloudy with a low dropping down to 32. A fast-moving cold front, though, will usher in much colder air tomorrow, only a high of around 36. I'm meteorologist Tim Wright for 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. I was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean when it happened. There was a sudden jolt, and our submarine crashed on the seafloor. We were in total darkness. That's Dr. Dejana Figueroa, a marine biologist and STEM teacher, talking about a deep-sea dive she'll never forget. 
It's funny, when I was a kid, I was afraid of the ocean. And there I was, two miles below the surface. But as a scientist, you prepare for that. Using our training and a little creativity, we fixed the sub and finished our experiments. The dive was just too important. Every dive gives us glimpses at things few people ever get to see. Blowing creatures, fiery undersea volcanoes. When we got back to the surface, I kissed the ground and called my mom, of course. But you know what? I wouldn't trade that dive for anything. Dr. Figueroa uses her passion for STEM to discover new things and make the world a better place. She can STEM, so can you. Check out She Can STEM for more stories and inspiration. A message from the Ad Council. In every office, there's two types of people. There are those who bring in bagels and those who eat the bagels that someone else brought in. Everybody likes the first person. Be that first person. Weekday mornings at 7.30, you have a chance to win a business box of bagels from Bagels and Joe. All you have to do is shut up Sipple. Two questions for you, two for Sip. Win and the bagels are yours. Lose, well, you don't want to lose. You lost Monday, you lost Wednesday, you're a loser. Shut up Sipple. Weekday mornings at 7.30, brought to you by Bagels and Joe. Back to the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back here on the Ticket Water Cooler. Myself, Jake Falkovan, and Nate Brennan. Please uh, to be joined now by Brian Munson of Husker Online, like we are every Tuesday. Brian, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Oh, not too bad. It's uh, glad to hear that you're doing good. Actually, it's 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 almost it's supposed to be like 65 degrees here in Nebraska, so I don't know how it's uh, going down there in Texas, but uh, we're, it's February and 65 degrees, so we couldn't be doing much better. No, that sounds awesome, and you guys got football right around the corner, so it's got to be feeling like that end. And baseball Friday, I'm oh, telling yeah. you what, man, these guys are going to be down here in Texas for a couple of weekends, too, in February and March, so I am looking forward to checking those guys out. Yeah, that that will be fun. We all can't wait for baseball season. Obviously, the, the defending Big Ten champions, uh, things are, are coming up well. I mean, the Husker women's basketball teams last night, so there's, there's some good things to look at in Husker athletics right now, but as you mentioned, football around the corner, and that is kind of where I wanted to start with you. Um, kind of the big story of the day is, uh, is Adrian Martinez, actually, looking back to the past um, where he came out on his podcast and was talking about his uh, broken jaw and how that kind of frustrated him that his secret was revealed by the media before the season's end. Um, if you remember correctly, it was uh, it was actually broken by Fox. I think Gus Johnson uh, spilled the beans there. I don't know if he was told uh, by somebody that, that 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 was supposed to be somewhat of a secret or or not, but uh, he let it be known. And then Frost kind of said it on the podium, and then Martinez was kind of informed of that right before going to the podium, and it kind of rubbed him the wrong way. Do you think that this is a bad look for Coach Frost? <sighs> I mean, not really. I, here, here's here's my look. I, I think I think people get concerned if if not even all the way um, disappointed or upset with why or how some people reveal things at certain times. And I, I think at that point where you are getting met with a question, and I think I remember how it went down, where it was kind of like confirming the injury as opposed to what happened, and the cat gets out of the bag that way. Um, I mean, right right then and there, it's like things have already are already going to go that way if, if you can kind of read the tea leaves. I mean, 
look, I've, I've said it forever, and I'll say it again. I'll say it on, I'll say it on the air here with you. The quarterback position at Nebraska is the ultimate fishbowl. Everybody is up in your biz, whether it's whether it's post game or during the week or whatever. If you're not prepared to kind of deal with some of those things that are going to happen, then don't come and play quarterback at Nebraska. It is it is just one of those. It's it's that position there that you can you're you're going to see those guys take the podium, and it's going to take the take the brunt of a loss. It's going to take it's going to pass the glory off in the win. And it's the guys that are getting hit up throughout the week that, and people want to know about, you know, how a guy is doing, particularly the quarterback. It's just this ultimate fishbowl. And, and, um, and, 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 you know, I think that that obviously had to be a little grading, obviously up to that point, maybe it was the, maybe it was the straw that broke the camel's back with, with Martinez at that point. Cause I mean, you're talking about, you know, a guy that could have returned and just kind of said, finally, you know what, this is just, the last event in a series of events that I really didn't really wish didn't happen this way, but it did. And maybe it all goes back to that, to that theory that I had a little bit about being that, that massive fishbowl. So I just, I, I, I don't think that that was necessarily the, you know, the, the one thing that put the last nail, it might've been the last nail in the coffin, but it wasn't like the biggest one. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just interesting to me because I, I think too, when, like when Frost was, was asked about it, I mean, I don't know what you would, I mean, you can't hide it or go back from it now if it was public. Um, I just don't know how, it, you know, it got to Fox and, and Fox thought that that, that, that was appropriate um, to say that, or maybe, maybe that was from the Huskers. You never know, but um, ultimately right. uh, I guess it's water under the bridge as Adrian Martinez moves on and goes uh, down to Manhattan. As we look at the, the former, the, the current quarterback race course, um, it's going to be a, a big, uh, topic of discussion as Nebraska opens up camp here in a few weeks, but a lot of people expecting Casey Thompson um, to to win the quarterback job at Nebraska. If, as you look at it now, I think Athlon actually had a, a report today of ranking the Big Ten quarterbacks, and man, there's some good ones. I mean, C.J. Stroud, Aiden O'Connell, Peyton Thorne, Tala Tugalavoa, just to name a few. Um, where do you think that, that Casey Thompson lands in that, given that he does have some experience that you can grade him on? Yeah, um, I'd say middle of the pack, maybe a little little further back than that. Um, you know, Big Twelve experience, like you said, he's got some he's got some things that you can kind of go back and, and take a look at. I, I'm sure that from a um, from a prediction perspective, uh, Nebraska looks better than what they have before in years past because they they do have a guy like that where they can go back and see what he was able to do in Austin and how you're going to kind of you know, take that transitive property and kind of just, you know, ultimately plug and play and think that you're going to get the same type of results. And and I think that there's a lot of forces right now that are, that are, that need to be kind of, uh, you know, mentioned. And, and, and that is a, a new OC. You're, you're also, I think Nebraska fans have got to come to grips with this right away. That offensive line that you're going to see in the spring is not going to be anything like you're going to see in the fall. And, and that, that's, that goes hand in hand with the injuries that are going on currently with, Teddy and Turner. I think that also Nebraska is still very much in the in the uh, game or in the market to to grab an offensive tackle. Um, and I think also that, that you've got you got just changes all the way around you on the offensive side of the football. You've got a different offensive line coach. They're learning different techniques. They're adjusting to his coaching style. You get a different wide receiver coach. I, I think the personnel over there is going to be really fun to watch and see how they can kind of do things differently. But I, I think that there's if you're looking at Thompson. And you're hoping just for this 
ultimate glowing report, I, I, I'm not going to tell you that you're not going to get it, but I'm going to tell you that if you don't get it, there's a lot of things that are that are standing in his way, basically, from it really happening. And it's just there's a lot of moving parts on offense this spring. Brian, uh, when I was still uh... – Working for a radio station in Blacksburg, Virginia, we we had this discussion a lot. Justin Fuente was the coach at the time, and he always went into camp saying that it was a quarterback competition. Obviously, that hasn't happened at Nebraska for the past couple seasons. Adrian Martinez went into the season as the starting quarterback. This year, I know a lot of people are thinking it's going to be Casey Thompson, but by all indications, Frost wants an open competition, whether it be Purdy, Thompson, even Logan Smothers is coming back for this season. Do you think that's good for a locker room to have that open competition, or are you thinking kind of after the spring, game naming your guy whether it be Thompson Purdy or Smothers no I think the competition is good um that position uh in particular I think you know even even with Scott Frost you know being a former quarterback at Nebraska I think it'd be interesting to get his take on that on that question but I, in my opinion from how I have seen teams do in the past before with Nebraska or having any type of personal experiences with the game I think competition is is great at that spot I think it keeps I think you have this iron sharpens iron kind of mentality if it's a healthy competition. Um, and, I, and I think that obviously the, the team is going to get, is going to get better by putting the best guy out there and letting, after he, after that best guy goes out there and wins the job. I, I, I just don't feel like, <clears throat> I think it needs to be said this said, said here too. I think there's a spot, you know, for all the guys that are there in the room currently to kind of stick around if that's the way it kind of still ends up, you know, playing out. I, I think a lot of people kind of envisioning, you know, somebody leaving after the spring, if Thompson gets a job or Purdy gets a job or, you know, either Smothers or Harbor gets a job that something, something like that's going to happen. But I, I think that, I think what you're going to get is this healthy relationship still that, that goes through the spring extends through the summer and workouts and, and has to be there in the fall when it comes to this team basically acknowledging that they need to they need to have you know each other to to be the best that they can possibly be so i think the competition is incredibly healthy i think some people are going to disagree with that but i think it's best for the team as long as the competition is healthy i misspoke before but i think as long as the competition is healthy it's best for the team Oh, this just reminds me of 2010 uh, when Zach Ta or Zach Lee and, and Cody Green were having that quarterback battle right up to the season opener, and then surprise, it was Taylor Martinez, and the rest <laughs> was history. That was very cool. I don't know if that's uh, necessarily somebody there in the room, but are there a few guys on the roster that haven't played much that you kind of followed during the recruiting process that you think uh, are, are about to break out this year? Guys that are about to break out this year. Or at least get playing time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um... Well, I'll give you the biggest one. I'll give you the biggest one that I'm the most fired up about. The guy that I'm the most fired up about that wasn't part of the 2022 recruiting class and has has put in some time there in Lincoln and I am the most enthusiastic about is Henry Lutowski. Hmm. And I think Lutowski has got a, 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 a little bit of a streak to him, a little bit of a little bit of attitude. Uh, I think when you partner him up because of the chemistry that he has with a guy like Teddy, you know, being friends, being part of the, part of that same group, that same class that came in together. Uh, if, if those guys were left guard, left tackle, um, I think you can kind of see that kind of being set in stone then for four years. And, and I think that that would be a huge thing for Nebraska to have that kind of consistency on that left side. But Butowski is a guy that will play hurt. He will, he will, he will play, 
he will play in, until basically the, the last whistle blows. And I, I don't think that there's a lot of guys up there that are kind of cut from the same kind of sheet that Henry is. But I, I, I am the most fired up about seeing what Henry can do at the guard spot this spring because I think it's his to, to take. Brian, it's still kind of an adjustment for all of us. I mean, the transfer portal, the dynamics, just players coming in and out without having to wait a season. And I know some of the big names, obviously, for Husker fans are Casey Thompson, Trey Palmer. But outside of those two guys, do you see any of these transfers making an immediate impact for this upcoming season? Um, I think you got to look to the secondary. I think you you got to talk about a guy like Singleton that's gonna that's gonna probably figure into into one of the spots. I, I know that, you know, obviously there's some, some injuries there in the transfers that kind of came over the, the kid from you and I, the portal transfer. Um, I, I, I think it, I think it wide receiver potentially besides Palmer, you're going to see the, the New Mexico state transfer, mm-hmm. but I think Singleton is a guy that's going to get overlooked. And I, and I, Nebraska just brought in way too many defensive backs for those guys to be standing around the sideline. They, those guys are going to get in, they're going to play. And and I, I think Singleton out of the group that's healthy could really make a move and solidify himself uh, as being being the guy basically that you can pencil in at, at cornerback going into the fall. So I think Singleton is a guy that I would pay the most attention to. Excellent stuff once again today. Unfortunately, we're up against it, so we're going to have to let you go. But thank you so much uh, for your time and knowledge. Brian Mutson of Husker Online. Once again, thanks, Brian, for joining us today. Thanks, guys. All right, there he goes. Brian Mutson of Husker Online. Uh, Join us every Tuesday to give us some of the inside scoop on the recruiting class or the the football team coming up. I can't wait for fall football. Well, fall football especially, but I have a long wait for that one. Spring spring football. Spring game. Spring game. One of the bigger spring games in years. It's going to be a blast. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back to round things out here on the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Culligan Water. We all make choices about alcohol. Kids make choices whether to drink or not. Bye, Dad. Remember, I'm going to Alex's party tonight and sleeping over. Hey, uh, remind me about that party again. And adults make choices whether to talk about it. That's true of parents and every other trusted adult in a kid's life. Kids want to know our expectations, and they want honest answers in everyday conversations. So talk with your kids and help lead them on a positive path. Sponsored by DHHS and aired in cooperation with the Nebraska Broadcasters Association and this station. Today on Hey Culligan, why does your team stink? Here's Coach Waters. Hey Culligan, yeah, my team stinks. Ooh, harsh. No, 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 I mean they stink. They won't hit the showers because it makes their skin all dry and itchy. Coach, it sounds like your guys have been hit hard by hard water. You kidding me? Hard water? Yep, so let's call an audible in the form of one Culligan Smart High Efficiency Water Softener to get the smooth back in their skin and the stink out of your team. Okay, Culligan, I'm putting you in. Coach, we're already on the way. Go to CulliganLincoln.com and schedule your free water test today. You hear that? That's the sound of extremely tender and delicious beef from certified Piedmontese. Prime-grade tenderness with a fraction of the fat and calories of normal beef. It's Nebraska-raised product and the official beef of Nebraska Athletics. Change the way you buy beef today at the Mercado by certified Piedmontese. Just north of 84th and Havelock or at cpmercado.com. 
Southeast Community College is training tomorrow's workforce today with our nearly 60 career and technical programs. We are doing our part to help employers fill vacancies during this current labor shortage, graduating students with skill sets employers are seeking. We're also helping to upskill the workforce by adding short-term credentials like certificates in many programs so that employees can get retraining quickly. Learn more about upskilling with SCC at southeast.edu academics. SCC, your path to possible. Early break with Sip and Jake. Pleased and honored to be joined by Nebraska volleyball coach John Cook. If Trev wasn't interested, I would have done it in a heartbeat because I just felt like Nebraska athletic. We were at a, at a at the edge of the cliff. You know, we had to do something to get somebody in here to build this athletic department back up. I thank my, thank my lucky stars every day that Trev's our, our guy now. Early break with Sip and Jake from 6 to 8 every weekday morning on 93.7 The Ticket. There's no better way to spark a child's imagination than to get lost in the adventure of a good book. I'm Jenny Benson, president of NSEA. Working together, parents and teachers can help every child succeed. You can help by reading to your child and let your child read to you. Encourage reading in your home and make it a priority. Make reading fun and a time that you and your child look forward to spending together. Sponsored by the Nebraska State Education Association, aired by the Nebraska Broadcasters Association and this station. If you want to make new floor shopping easier, come to Oak Street Carpet. Hi, I'm Steve Carper. Our flooring professionals can help you choose the best flooring for you, your family, and your budget. We eliminate the confusion. Even better, you'll be enjoying your new flooring much sooner. No six or eight week waits. We'll install right away and save you money on installation. Floor shopping made easy every day at O Street Carpet. O Street Carpet. 1732 O Street. Family owned and operated. Always the best value. Casey's General Store is giving you the chance at winning two free tickets to a Nebraska home basketball game this season. Stop by any Casey's location in Lincoln throughout basketball season. Enter your name into the registration box and you'll have a chance to win two tickets to an upcoming Nebraska basketball game. Every drawing will occur at least 24 hours before the game that has its selected winner. So make sure to get to any Casey's in Lincoln today for your chance at two free tickets for Nebraska men's basketball games. Alano's businesses need reliable communication both at the office and at home. Now more than ever. Just listen to Bill Michener from Lighthouse. Before we'd have breaks in service, especially for internet, but we've never had any issues with Allo. It's always been there and available when we needed it. At Allo, supporting your business is our business. To get your free quote and switch today, visit allofiber.com slash workfast or call 402-480-6685 today. Back to the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Wrapping up things here on the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Coligan Water. I'm Jake Bakovan. He is Nathan Brennan. And uh, we're talking some 1999 football uh, in the break because we because he's a Virginia Tech grad. <laughs> and I was telling him a lot of Nebraska fans feel like, uh, like Nebraska should have been in the title game there, maybe instead of Virginia Tech. Um, but, of course, that was the Michael Vick year. Of course, Nebraska lost to Texas in 1999. Uh, redeemed that with a championship victory in the Big 12 against Texas. I think probably still the last time Nebraska beat Texas. I'd have to go back. And was it that. really? I believe that's actually true. 
Um, but because uh, <laughs> Texas just would always rip Nebraska's heart right. out. So they saw Mac after. Brown. They saw yeah. Mac Brown at the time. Yeah, and Mac Brown came back and did like a speech for the Nebraska football team, and I don't want to misquote him. He said. I think because I was there, he said that the 1999 Nebraska team was the most talented team he ever faced. I think he said that or among the most talented teams. Yeah, that might have been. Yeah, that might have been it. Uh, for what it's worth, uh, a lot of people remember that Crow Buckhalter fumbled at the at the goal line. Crow Buckhalter went on to have a you know a fantabulous. Is that a word? Fantabulous. Fantabulous. Fantastic. Yeah, I think fantastic. Yeah, yeah fantastic career um, in and in, in the NFL. And it was a great running back at Nebraska. Just uh, it just had the that one fumble. A lot of people remember him by. But in any case, um, like I said, they redeemed the win. And then the BCS, the computers. Uh, wouldn't give one loss Nebraska the edge over Virginia Tech, who played in a weak Big East. What do you mean a weak Big East? <laughs> uh, It'd be number like, sixteen Syracuse, sixty-two to zero. College game day. That Syracuse team did not finish ranked. They actually gave. They finished I was, seven and five. Hey, Syracuse was a powerhouse. Team. <laughs> <laughs> they had, who would have been the quarterback? Of that was it. Uh, well, they would have had Marvin Harrison. That was probably around the time. McNabb I mean, was Harrison. probably the year before. I think was he. I believe 98. Yeah, my yeah. goodness gracious. No, I love 1998 Big East football. That was like, yeah, <laughs> Syracuse and, and Miami and Virginia Tech. Oh, yeah. Uh, that That's was, when that was awesome. was still relevant. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, Virginia Tech, they uh, they actually went in the fourth quarter of that game with the lead, and they just completely the blew Florida it. State also, game. Michael Vick, uh, I will make this argument, the best college football player to never win a Heisman. Ooh, I stand by that. He was number one overall pick. Again, Tommy Frazier fans will. I mean, I, I, a, yeah, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if the text line <laughs> blows up with that. Michael Vick was a stud, man. He was good. You're really opening up my eyes to how <laughs> biased people seem what to be. You, what do you well, mean I've biased? just thought that everybody thought that Nebraska <laughs> Nebraska had the best player never to win the no, Heisman. No. Not that's not a national opinion. That's just no. that's just here in Lincoln. Honestly, I think if you if you asked the average football fan, I bet you would have a few answers for both. Oh yeah, I bet you would have right. a, you would, you would have a, you would have people that don't root for Nebraska or Virginia Tech. You'd have both. Yeah, I mean the Michael Vick here was absolutely <laughs> special. Kelsey, tell the new guy to shut his mouth. <laughs> Come on, Kelsey's <laughs> always been hating on the Virginia Tech fans. He brings up the the Orange Bowl uh, against Kansas. <laughs> yeah, that's that right. was terrible. Come on. Uh, also, that uh, I believe it was the Sugar Bowl they lost to Michigan. I think it was in two thousand nine, maybe. I mean, Danny Cole absolutely made that catch. And, uh, and, and and Kelsey's brought that up, too. I think so. <laughs> Look at the record. Tommy Frazier was Just a much remember. Again, yeah. you, I mean, again, Michael Vick <laughs> revitalized an entire program. Before Michael Vick, people didn't even know what Virginia Tech football was. Yeah. And then they became a powerhouse. I mean, unfortunately, very similar to Nebraska. They're kind of a joke now, but I mean, it's not here or there. Nebraska, honestly, has a better future look like than Virginia Tech. Uh, Mr. Mike D on the text line says Marshall Falk deserves uh, to be in that conversation Marshall too. Falk, he should have won yeah. that Heisman. They were the, that's always gets kind of weird to where you gonna you know because they were like five and six I think so it's hard were they but I mean he was he was off the reason he they were five stud. right <laughs> yeah Peyton Manning, so, uh, Peyton Manning I don't know as much Peyton Manning, I mean he was uh, good yeah he was good but he I mean he wasn't nearly what he was in the NFL. He was. I mean, he was. I mean, he was good. Yeah, he was Archie Manning's great. son. Everybody knew who he was coming in, and he was really good. Oh um, my God, Ben! Uh, we might have to block his number after saying something like that. <laughs> Inner Sandman <laughs> is the greatest entrance in college sports. Oh, I do, and see, I know. Yeah. I'm telling you, it is unbelievable. You, you, it is an out of body experience. I want. Nothing I like definitely it. need There's to go like to a Virginia Tech game for that. I, I asked you to compare that to uh, the Tunnel Walk, and the Tunnel Walk is cool. The Tunnel Walk, the tunnel walk around is very the nation, cool. people will will put that like a top twenty tradition. But a lot of people will put will will put uh, the Inter Sandman as number one. 
I, I've seen a lot of polls. I think Sports Illustrated and Bleacher Report both have Virginia Tech as the number one entrance. Yeah. Special. I mean, it's insane. It's fascinating. There's Every time, nothing yeah. like it. I yeah. mean, it's it's absolutely unbelievable because then they start with Johnny Cash, God's going to cut you down. So it's like oh, a stomp yeah. clap, and then that gets everyone hype, and then they start the Let's Go Hokies and the entertainment. Oh, it's it's insane. It's awesome. I recommend everyone see it at one point in their lifetime. The tunnel walk is cool, though. I just wish there was a little bit more of, like, excitement from the crowd. I feel like the tunnel walk, like, the anticipation is awesome. Everyone's clapping, and then that's kind of it. Well, also the tunnel walk. <laughs> the tunnel walk, I, I, not to take away from it, it's a great tradition, but the tunnel walk means something different when a top 10 team's walking out of the tunnel. You know what I mean? And I'm sure Inter yeah. Sandman's the same way, right? When Virginia Tech's a top 10 team, and you're like, this is legitimately one of the best teams in the country. It's, it's unbelievable. There's a different feel yeah. than when they're like seven and five, and you're like, I love this tradition. Yeah. No, when they when I was a sophomore, Virginia Tech played Clemson at home. College game day came. I believe they were number eight in the country, and everyone's like, oh, Virginia Tech's back. They weren't back. They're still terrible. But yeah. they were eight at the time, and I'm pretty sure they were undefeated. Unbelievable. They, they reached the, I, I don't know what it is, the decibel system or however oh, yeah, they yeah, rate yeah. crowds. That that game hit it. It was yeah. unbelievable. It was uh, somebody off the text line says, I was at the Virginia Tech-Nebraska game in 09. Best entrance I have ever seen firsthand. So yeah. he does agree with no, that. I, I appreciate that. Kent has an argument for Adrian Peterson. Absolutely. He should have won the Heisman his that, freshman year. I, I agree with that. Uh, Ginger Bear Man says Sue. Of course, that he does definitely deserves <laughs> one. Uh, Kelsey says the same way. Someone t- saying Buckhalter an okay at best and okay. Okay, you're right. <laughs> but don't disrespect Corel Buckhalter. I'm a big Corel Buckhalter fan. I thought that uh, back in the day, Dan Alexander took a few too many of Corel Buckhalter's carries. But um, yeah. that's a late late '90s argument for. <laughs> anyways, you guys are coming at me for Virginia Tech. I'm telling you, it, <laughs> I, this is as unbiased as I can possibly say. There's nothing like seeing Entertainment in person. It's yeah. Insane. Oh, I, I would love. It's want abso- to. It, It's crazy. It's it's. I, I'm trying to be as unbiased as I can, but it is the best entrance in college football. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm still so I'm cool. still gonna be wary of Brent Pry. I'm not sure if Brent Pry. Come on, what are we doing? I don't know if he's the guy. That's all I'm saying. I I, I wasn't overwhelmed by the hire. That's what I'm saying. Again, he started his career with Virginia Tech as a grad yeah. assistant. The people love him. He loves Blacksburg. That's all that matters. Yeah, that's all that matters. And for what it's worth, I was overwhelmed by the Scott Frost hire. So that really doesn't mean anything either. <laughs> uh, it, it could turn out to be very good. Uh, for them, I, I'm more interested in the Penn State side of things. They, they didn't have a running game last year. What if they don't have a running game or a defense yeah. this year? I will say, though, the new thing that Nebraska does, the light show between third and fourth quarter, that's pretty cool. That's pretty good. I don't know if it's a new thing or what, but that's yeah. pretty cool. Ben says, do you have a goofy Irish song you play in between the first and second quarter? Because that's tough to top. No. I mean, we do, <laughs> well, we do the hokey pokey. Oh, don't tell us that. Oh, that's really bad. The Hokies, oh, come on. That's rough. I, I don't know if I want to go anywhere. <laughs> no, I still want to go. Uh, that'll wrap it up for the Ticket Water Cooler. Plenty more Nebraska and Virginia Tech talk in the future. On the block is next. 93.7 The Ticket. Fox KFXL Weather. Sponsored by Security First Bank. A relationship you can count on. Windy but warm here for our Tuesday. We'll see south winds gusting over 35 at times, but pushing an afternoon high up to 64. Heading into tonight, partly cloudy with a low dropping down to 32. A fast-moving cold front, though, will usher in much colder air tomorrow, only a high of around 36. I'm meteorologist Tim Wright for 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. If you want to make new floor shopping easier, come to Oak Street Carpet. Hi, I'm Steve Carper. Our flooring professionals can help you choose the best flooring for you, your family, and your budget. We eliminate the confusion. 
even better. You'll be enjoying your new flooring much sooner. No six or eight week waits. We'll install right away and save you money on installation. Floor shopping made easy every day at O Street Carpet. O Street Carpet. 1732 O Street. Family owned and operated. Always the best value. Alano's businesses need reliable communication both at the office and at home. Now more than ever. Just listen to Bill Michener from Lighthouse. Before we'd have breaks in service, especially for internet, but we've never had any issues with Allo. It's always been there and available when we needed it. At Allo, supporting your business is our business. To get your free quote and switch today, visit allofiber.com slash workfast or call 402-480-6685 today. I was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean when it happened. There was a sudden jolt and our submarine crashed on the seafloor. We were in total darkness. That's Dr. Dejana Figueroa, a marine biologist and STEM teacher, talking about a deep sea dive she'll never forget. It's funny, when I was a kid, I was afraid of the ocean. And there I was, two miles below the surface. But as a scientist, you prepare for that. Using our training and a little creativity, we fixed the sub and finished our experiments. The dive was just too important. Every dive gives us glimpses at things few people ever get to see. Glowing creatures, fiery undersea volcanoes. When we got back to the surface, I kissed the